Welcome to the Prophetic Bread Podcast. I am your host, Raphael Yeshaya. I bring prophetic revelations on finances and personal growth. If you are here, it's because God has brought you here by power of the prophetic. And I hope you have a blessed. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, copy the share link of this podcast, and share it with as many prophetic people as you can because God God speaks. speaks. And he lives. Revelations chapter 12 verse 11 says, They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. That's the King James Version. So, there is a power on our personal testimony. We don't need to be experts on the word, like knowing everything about the Torah or Midrash or anything about the Gospels, nothing. We just need to open up our mouths mouths, and then release the personal revelation that we get every day. That's what we got to do. And how do we do it? By opening up our mouths. If we just keep shut, nobody's going to know what's going on in your life. And if people don't know what's going on there, they will never know what you have to share. And if they don't, they don't know what, you, what you're up to, then they might think that you have no connection with God. It's funny because like even the people that are not Christians whatsoever, they think that, um, for instance, like it happens with me a lot and probably everybody watching this video right now, which is just one person, might be feeling the same way. Like, okay, you pray, you are fasting, you are spending your time with God, then all of a sudden you get into some places like restaurants or malls, outlets, and then the people that just pass by you, they feel that impact like, like, oh, wow, man, you have a vibe, you have this energy. And what is that? This is God, but they don't know. So every time that we have this time spent with the Lord, we get into some places, they feel it immediately. You know, funny, like a couple other, uh, a few days ago, I I was praying, you know, sometimes I, I just have to pray a lot. And uh, I was not here, uh, I mean, I was here home, but I felt like I better get out of my, my place and, and walk around and pray. But I got into that very powerful moment with the Holy Spirit where I knew he was listening and hearing me. And I knew he was with me. You probably know what I'm talking about. That I was praying, praying, praying. I was putting out my, my, my issues before the Lord and everything that I was coming through at that time. And uh, I was like, oh man, I, I got to walk a little more. But then there's a Best Buy store here near. And I thought of going to the store, walking through the store, praying and then getting out. The moment I got into that store, the the security guard that saw me, he was like, <laughs> I was like, I knew, I knew that I was not supposed to get here right now. The guy was like, uh, I didn't say anything, but I knew he could discern that something was going on in my spirit, but he didn't know what's up. So I walked, I walked at that store and at that store and I left and a few people actually had the same impression on me when I was walking at that time. And then once I got out, I knew, you know, they were feeling the Holy Spirit. Revelation says on chapter 12 that the only reason why 
the people that came out of the great tribulation, they overcame. It's because of the power of the testimony they carried and also because of the blood of the Lamb. So we got to open up our mouths. If we don't say anything, people will not know anything. That's how it works. Sometimes we just think that people will imagine. People will think that they know what we know. And like, I got saved at the age 14, year, 14 right? I was only 14 years old. It, that happened in May 1998. And then I, I remember I had a very serious experience with the Lord. Um, my mom was the one that got saved first. And when she got saved, she uh, was talking about Jesus all the time and i was so annoyed i was like why do you talk about him so much and she was like because i am in love i didn't understand what she meant i thought it to be very annoying for real and then one day we had an argument at the table while having breakfast and she got so mad at me because i was kind of maybe she felt i was mocking at her and i wasn't i was just very annoyed that this jesus talk every day every time and every hour so she just turned to me and she was like if you don't accept jesus christ by love you will accept him by pain and next day the only thing i knew was that i got a fever 101 102 104 degrees in my body and i was losing pounds and getting weak super weak and skinny and my mom she thought it to be weird she got me to the doctors and hospital that was one day that i almost get hospitalized i got into the yard ER very bad they got me into the you know that liquid that pumps into the blood to make sure that i was gonna make it and that was super bad so then nobody knew what I had because I had to go under a lot of uh, tests and blood tests and stuff to see what, what, what was happening. Nobody did it. So my mom got me scheduled with another doctor and then he took an x-ray of my lungs. And once I saw the x-ray, I was like, whoa, bro, what's happening here? I don't even smoke, but my left lung was all black, like total darkness right there. And he was like, well, you have a very serious, rare disease on your left lung. And I didn't understand anything because, like, I never smoked. I never did anything bad. I, why I'm having this issue with my lung? But then that was serious. And I was having fever, losing pounds, getting skinny, getting sick, even sick. Like, every day, sick, sick, super sick. And I didn't know what was going on. And he said, listen... Only we had in this city, that was not in the United States yet, in this city, we had only two cases of, like two, you know, two people actually had this type of disease. The first one was back, he told me the date, and the guy was over his 70s, and the guy passed away. And the second, the second case uh, was mine, and he was like, you know, that's what's, that's, that's, that's what's happening. Well, I left off the office thinking, I got to talk to the God of my mom. So when I got home, I bowed my knees, I prayed, and I didn't know how to pray, didn't know how to do anything. So my mom, she got me a Bible, she threw the Bible in me there, and the Bible fell on the bed, and she was like, this is the only thing that can save you right now. And then she slammed the door, super angry at me, because I don't even know what, and then she left home, and I took the Bible, opened that up, I was flipping the pages trying to read i didn't get anything and i was like dang it i'm screwed i just threw the bible again back in the air 
I was like, if that's the only thing that can save me right now, I am screwed. That was the only thing. I remembered at that time two things. I was screwed, hopeless, didn't know how to read the Bible, had no idea how God could save me at that point. But came to mind two things. First, my mom praying. That was the first thing that came to my mind. I didn't like when my mom came to me preaching. I didn't like that at all. She came straight up giving me words and saying a lot of stuff that I'm going to burn in hell, blah, blah, blah. And telling me about what she got in the Bible to me and stuff like that. I just didn't like it. It got very annoying. Like, it bothered me. I was like, oh, I don't want to hear that anymore. And then that's what she was doing. The second thing was my granny. I remember that my grandma had a lot of stories, a lot of testimonies. And I was like, wow, man. And people at home said that my, my granny was a prophet. People said that my granny was a prophet. People said that, you know, she had this experience and a strong connection with the Holy Spirit. And I believed, of course, because like she had a lot of stories. So then I what I did, you know, I just remembered those things and that kept me. I, I had all the vision, like all the memories, everything in my spirit. And I was like, wow, man, that's awesome. So um, if that worked for them, why wouldn't that work for me? So I bowed my knees. I didn't know what faith was, but I put all my energy into that thing. And I was like, God, oh, God, that was the only thing I did. I was like, God, I'm dying. I'm dying. And I'm only 14. I need your help. And I was coughing and having this horrible fever. And then I was like, I need your help. I don't want to die right now. Let's make a deal. I made a prayer that sounded like a bargain with God. I said, let's make a deal. If I accept you as my Lord, if you heal me, I'm going to accept you for the rest of my days. All the days of my life will be yours. I'm going to serve you. That's it. But if you don't heal me, your enemy, Satan, will, will win this battle. Is it what you want? Do you want to see your enemy winning my soul? That's my prayer. Amen. That was, this, that was a very cheesy prayer, to be honest, because I was only 14 years old, didn't know anything about prayer. I was very tired and, man, seriously, fever every day. So what I did, I made this prayer, put all my energy into that thing. I didn't know anything about prayer. Faith. I knew about energy, vibes, and I was putting, making this with my hands, punching the bed. Man, I was almost dying. So that was it. I got up, was seated on my bed when my mom came back home, and she was like, I have good news for you. I was like, oh, what, what, what was that? And she was like, there will be a healing service tonight at the church. And it's funny because that's a Baptist church and they had healing services, miracle services, the Bapt the Holy Spirit night. And I don't know what kind of Baptist church was that. But anyway, she took me to that church and she was like, let's go. I was like, sure, of course, I'm dying. So I got ready with my mom and I got dressed up. My mom took me to the church and then I went to the church. When I got there, something very interesting happened. I didn't, um, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting to explain, like. There is one thing that I actually, a few things that I liked about Christians. First one, they were always smiling. 
always happy no matter what they were always smiling and they were always positive and you could see like a glow coming off their face this is something that i liked a lot and the second thing that i liked was that they always had the time to share their stories and this is something that we don't have nowadays at all we just see like let's worship the lord yay and then let's Offering time, yay, awesome. The word, like this long word. And then at the end, we just wrap up with a prayer and then leave and that's it. We don't have more like testimony time. Like that's the time where the people of the church will have to, to give their testimony on what's happening in their lives. And when we have a testimony time, it's like the daughter of the pastor, the son of the pastor, or maybe like the cousin of the brother of the aunt of the, the whatever of the pastor, or maybe someone in the leadership of that church that will give a testimony away. That's what happens in most of the churches because they don't want to get into embarrassing moments. So, but we don't have like testimony time where everything is on the loose. We don't have that anymore. But back then, that was super on the loose. Like people jumped up on the stage sharing crazy stories and i loved it i was not christian but i loved it like people getting healed of tumors and cancer all the time all day long i was like bro christians don't have problems with cancer like they're if they have a like a terminal disease they just invoke their god they heal them that's it they are healed they don't have problems with cancer or tumors or whatever right so that kind of me, that kind of got me very thoughtful on what kind of Christianity was that. I mean, there was a power, and I loved to see them sharing their stories. So every time that that happened, I, I it got fired me up to be honest with you guys. I was like, "Wow, man, this is super awesome." I mean, like Christianity is amazing. I wish I could see and hear this every day, like because of the stories they were sharing. And I remember though that. And I was there at the service, even hearing those stories. And um, after that, they had like prayer and everything. And I didn't go forward. My mom, at the end of the service, she was like, why didn't you go to receive prayer? I was like, I'm so shy. Reality is that my friends told me that if I ever go up front to receive prayer and the, the pastors with the ushers lay their hands on me, I would get demon possessed. So I was like, I don't think I want to go there, mom. It's totally okay. She was like, no, but you got to go there because like you are dying. You have to receive prayer. You need a miracle. I was like, no, mom, it's totally fine for real. I don't need anything like that. Because my friends told me at school that Raphael, if they ever lay their hands on you, you, Raphael, will get demon possessed. I was like, oh, man, I better never, ever go to these churches. And the interesting thing is that in Brazil, guys, uh, Everything they do, the charismatic people, every single thing they do, they let everybody know. And I think this to be very powerful. Someone cast out a demon, everybody's going to know. They're going to take it to broadcast TV because most of these uh, Christian channels, uh, Christian churches, they have their own channel, like broadcast live. And then if not, they will, take, they will find a way to kind of take that word and take it out there. You know, they do that a lot. And... Um, my friends, friends, like they, my classmates, they they knew it because the charismatics, like everything they did, everybody knew. So 
they got it there and then I was I was listening and they thinking man if the pastor lays his hands on me I'm gonna get demon possessed like right off the bat so I didn't go there my mom said no you gotta go so my mom took me by the hand she got me to the pastor the pastor laid his hands on my my first on my chest and then on my back and then he started praying and he was like and then i felt right there like the presence of the holy spirit but i didn't know it was the holy spirit for me it was just an energy coming off his body it was like when he started speaking in tongues that reminded me of the other pastor that the mother of my stepfather took me into right she and i heard that guy preaching and 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 praying like this and i even told my granny i was like what is that and she was like oh that's the baptism of the holy spirit i was like wow that's amazing how can i learn i love it is this latin is this greek what is that she was like it comes from heavens you know and the other thing that i liked about christian christianity also was that they they had all this mysticism about things you know and that everything got so interesting. I was like, wow, bro, this is so awesome, for real. And the pastor now was speaking in tongues when he was praying for me, like, and then praying, 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 and I feeling the heat. Whoa, he was for real praying. Like, I felt the heat. And then I was sweating now, and then laughing at the same time. I was like, <laughs> that's super, that's super funny. And then I remembered my friends like, oh, never ever laugh doing prayers because they will think that you are demon possessed. And I was laughing, 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 feeling the heat in my body and then having all this sensation inside of me. And while I was having all that, and then I felt like something lifting. And then I felt that thing like just dropped. And then, whew, and the pastor said in Jesus name, amen. Wow, I got off that church. I was like, mom, I got healed. My mom was like, let's go to the doctor. And then she actually scheduled me to get to the doctor. We went to the doctor. Then he took some x-rays off my lung. And then that was awesome because like he took the x-rays, put it on the thing there, on the light, right? He turned on the LED light. And he was like, wow, this is amazing. I said like, what is amazing? He was like, this is your lung a couple weeks ago. Do you see it? I was like, yeah, like darkness all over like. 100% like thick layer of darkness on my left lung and I never ever smoked and I was like wow this is my lung yeah I know he was like but this is the most impressive thing and then he got the other thing the x-ray thing and he was like this is your lung right now it's all cleared up and I'm like oh my god god is for real and then he was like what did you guys do and my mom said I took him to another doctor and he was like doctor what is this doctor i want to know him because a miracle happened here my mama said doctor jesus christ and then my doctor was now staring at my mom my mom was staring at the doctor and i was like not understanding anything but the only thing i knew is that this invisible force heard me and i got so excited i left the office like wow god exists god is for real somewhere out there I spoke words and he heard me. That got super crazy. Like for 25 minutes, I was walking back to the house of my granny. That's where I used to live thinking about it. Like, wow, God is real. He heard me. 
he heard me. And then I was like, he heard me, he heard me. And I was, I remember this pretty well. Like I was screaming on the street saying, God is for real. He heard me, he heard me. And all the cars passing by on the streets and they looking at me, I was like, God is for real. He is for real. He is for real. And everybody like, oh, this guy went nuts. But I, I knew that he heard me. So when I got back to the granny, my granny's house, I sat on the couch and I said, Jesus, like I promised you, I'm going to uh, give my life to you and I'm accepting you, accepting you as my Lord and Savior. And then that's the prayer I made. When I made this prayer, I knew that God was hearing me because he heard me before. And then I, that's what I did. Like I never ever went up front, never ever like went on an altar call, never did anything like that. The only thing I did, I accepted Jesus Christ on the couch. That's it. Nobody saw me, nobody heard me, nothing, but that's the prayer I did. But then I was curious. I was like, how did this happen that he heard me? How, how did this happen that God heard me and he was listening to me? And if he heard me before, for sure he can hear me now. So then, like, I was all the time praying and uh, all the time invoking the Holy Spirit, all the time asking him for, you know, more revelation. I was like, wow, if God heard me before, he can hear me again. But then I was still, like, doubtful about it. I was like, was it really God? Or is it, like, some sort of mega force that actually heard me and then healed me? So I know that this happened, like, in the beginning of a, of a week, either Monday or Tuesday, May 1998. And then... Uh, I was praying, I was like going to the shower, taking buses because back then we didn't have cars and then doing all sorts of things and, and praying and praying and praying and asking God like, hey Lord, how's, how's are they doing? Good morning, God. Good afternoon, God. And doing all this. And that was pretty much it. So uh, when it was Saturday morning, that's the crazy thing, you know, uh, I was cooking tapioca, like, like tapioca pancakes to have for breakfast. And then I was doing that. And while I was doing this, cooking that tapioca, like between like 8 and 9 a.m., someone knocked the door, right? And then I opened the door and then I'm like, hey. And the guy was like, hello. And I'm like, um, how can I help? He said, I have a word for this family. I have a word for this house. I was like, a word? What do you mean? He was like, well, let me tell you. And he had other people like with him at that time with him and he was like let me tell you like we pray and then while we were praying we god he gave us this address he gave us a name and he told us to come here because god has a word for this household and i was like oh really so yeah so i was like wow okay cool wow so you were saying you are you are who he said i'm a prophet i was like oh you're a prophet wow that's awesome all right come on in then my aunt, she was like, who's that guy? I said, well, he said he's a prophet. I let him in. She was like, well, um, you cannot just let people in just because they say you're a prophet. So I was like, no, but really, for real. He said he's a prophet. Like he said he was praying. He gave us this address. He, he gave the name of my granny. Uh, she got intrigued. She was like, okay, come on in. And then he went inside and then came where my granny was laying on the bed. And then uh, when he went there, Everybody left. I was now in the kitchen eating my tapioca thing. Then my aunt comes back and she she goes like, "Hey, that man saying that he's not gonna start off the prayer until you come." I was like, "Sure, okay, let's go." Weird, but fine. So then I went, and while I was there, I remember that he said this. He said, "The chosen one has arrived," 
And then they got me thinking a lot. I'm like, the chosen one. It's funny because like until a couple days ago, I was nobody. I was like this teenager dying on my bed, like losing pounds, skinny, having fever with my lung all destroyed. Now I am a chosen one. He was like, the chosen one has arrived. Let's start it. So then he got... They got drums, you know, they were clapping, dancing, and I saw all this happening in front of me. I got so excited. That was so joyful. I was like, bro, if this is what Chris, I mean, if this is Christianity, I want to have this every day. They were like playing drums and, and singing and spinning and speaking in tongues again. I was like, bro, this language is so, so epic. Seriously, it's like Lord of the Rings. Uh, they were like, Shurato barando basia, and praying, 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 praying. And then I, I got so excited, you know, it was just like, I'm not understanding what's happening, but this is so exciting. Then he stopped. When he stopped, everybody stopped. He, ra he rose his hand. He was walking towards me. And he was like, you, young man. I was like, wow, this is God, man. I felt I knew it. It was like, this is God. This is the mighty force. And he was like, I am the Lord of your parents. I'm, a, I'm the Lord of your fathers. But um, it's funny because, like, he said that he is the Lord of my fathers. But uh, I don't have a father, right? I don't. I don't have a biological father. That's the crazy thing. I have a. So I have a stepfather, but I don't have a biological father. I have no biological father. I don't know who he is, and I don't think he was Christian. <laughs> so he said that he's the God of my fathers. So when he said that, that got. Now, actually speaking, and this kind of gets me thinking because I have no idea who these fathers are. Maybe somewhere here in this genealogy or family tree or bloodline, someone had a very strong connection with God and um, they they promised, I don't know, maybe they, you know, these things happen, right? Like, okay, maybe I'm talking to someone that is very strong spiritually. You are, you know that you are super strong spiritually. And maybe in one of these prayers, you went like, God, I give all my seed. Lord, I give all my, 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 my descendants to you, Lord. Take over, you know, maybe something like that happened. He was like, wow, uh, I am the God of your fathers. I was like, wow. And he said like, so this is, this is something that he said. I was like, this is God. He was like, I am the God who healed you. And nobody in that family knew this guy. And this guy didn't know us at all. Like, we never, ever crossed paths. Never. Like, he never came to our church, to the Baptist. He was not even Baptist. It was like Assembly of God or something else. Like, we never, ever saw each other. Like, this guy popped up there. And he said that God healed me. He's like, I am the God who healed you. So, I knew it was God speaking to me. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really God. And he was like, I am the God who healed you. And I have a great thing to do in your life. And then he started telling me a lot about a lot of things in my future. And then uh, private things and stuff like that. And he said a lot of things about my future. And then he said, this is how it's going to be. Uh, you will not believe right now. And then, etc. Yeah, that was it. So, well, interesting thing is that I was super broke back then. I was poor. Like, poor. Poor, 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 super poor, poor, because like I was living inside of my granny's house, we just moved out of Rio de Janeiro, we were now in this house, broke, poor, no house, and we were coming through a heck of financial problems, and 
I was broke, like super broke. And I don't think I was going to believe on anything that he told me back then, for real. Like, because now I am an American citizen. I speak Portuguese, Spanish, English, a little bit of Russian, not too much. I still need to learn that language. My kids are all trilinguals. Then I marry. My wife is not even uh, Brazilian. And I'm no longer living in Brazil. I'm right here right now. And uh, if he had told me a few of the things I'm living and coming through today, I would probably not believe that at all, you know. So everything because I believed in someone else's testimony. Like Revelations chapter 12, 11 says, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So you got to open up your mouth. You got to really share your testimony with other people. You got to say everything that has happened in your life because like this somehow is going to impact other people, you know. And if you don't say anything, if you don't share anything, nothing's going to ever happen to your life. Because like the power comes out of what we live, the things that we come through in life. We got to open up our mouths. And even though I never liked the way my mom preached at me, I liked when she shared her personal testimonies. And I love to hear it, even though I never said anything. She, she one day, she was, my mom was like very addicted to cigarettes, super like cigarette addict, like all the time smoking a lot. I never did. My mom did a lot. And then one day she said, I remember this. Look, my mom came and she said this. You guys will not believe it. I was by the window by the window, right? And I, I took this cigar, cigarette and I put it on my lips. They took it out, put it back. I was like, oh my gosh, should I do it or not? She just got saved. Should I do it or should I not, right? So she said, she lit the cigarette. She was about to put it in her mouth and she said, Jesus, forgive me, Lord. That's going to be the last time and never again. Then she put it on her lips. The moment she did it, she said, guys, I just heard it. A wind blew over my face, slapped the cigarette that I was uh, having on my fingers. The thing fell on the floor. And immediately I heard like this voice saying, and this cigarette is not going to be even the last one. I got goosebumps all over my body. I was looking around to see if I had someone. Nobody was there. I stopped. This testimony has over 20 years. And my mom never again put a cigarette in her mouth. So, the testimony, the power of the testimony, the churches have to do that again. The moment where we just take people on the stage and say, come on, open up your mouth. What is the Lord doing in your life? That's, that's what got me super fired up about churches. Like, I could go to church and hear people sharing their stories. And nowadays, nobody's sharing anything. So, you got to come back to it. We got to come back to Revelations chapter 12, verse 11. Even today, feel free to share your testimony. Go ahead and open up your mouth because I'm pretty sure you also have a beautiful story and people need to hear it. Hey, that's awesome that you stayed until the very end of this podcast today in our episode. I hope to see you by next week. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast at Prophetic Bread and share this content with as many people as possible because you might be the answer of somebody else's prayer. Someone out there is 
looking to get the answers that you just got for your personal growth. That's it, my friends, for now. And never forget, God speaks and he lives.